Disclaimer, we're not qualified to speak on any of these topics or any topics in general. Our thoughts and opinions are our own and only reflect our thoughts and opinions at the time we're stating them and sometimes not even then. So don't go making a statue for us and ripping it down in 30 years when you find out that Cato's a cat owner and I eat my weight and steak annually. Our views do not represent those of any of the entities we are affiliated with and our commentary is satirical, which would describe all commentary if everyone else were as honest as us. Ever since we decided to expand the definition of literal figurative, as people were clearly now accepting that facts are advertising, opinions aren't nearly as authentic as the body part often associated, and words are just a combination of sounds intended to entertain us and prompt us to buy something, be that a product, a concept, or a taco. With that said, we're obviously from the future and we're here to help the human race cross the finish line. Stop taking everything so seriously. It's only life after all. You've got pop. You've got pop. Welcome to Welcome. Not for you. I'm Kato. I'm Kristen, and, and we're not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we've we've continued to remind you. We we hope some of this has been for you, but it doesn't really matter if it is. Because well, I is... want to quote some feedback that we got okay. from one of our listeners this week, and it was Joey Allen to say this about not for me. You're right; it is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell God. your friend. Yeah. So thanks so much. So it's finally getting warm here in Manchester, which is a shocker for we don't we don't deal like we complain for a very long time that it's too cold and then it gets too warm and people are like, well, you can't complain. And I was like, what if I told you? I can indeed sure complain can. because it can, in fact, be too cold and too warm. There's like this moderate temperate area mm-hmm. that I think most people in this state, like, like like 68 is like perfect. Also, again, live free or die. We're going to complain whenever right. we want to complain. Right. You can't tell us we can't we complain. We are going to live free or we're going to die, and it's going to be entirely based on the temperature we're residing. Absolutely. At that yes, we went from 47 this week to 86 tomorrow, and it'll be fine. Correct. That's why I'm going to make it. I'm going to escape to the beach yes. this weekend because that's really the only thing you can do in New Hampshire is either complain or go look at our, like, nine miles of coastline. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's, those are the only exactly. options. Exactly, but live for your die. We're going to launch into some news you can't okay, use this week. Okay, what happened so, this week? I was What's gonna going to say, on? I, honestly, I am hopeful. Of, I'm glad that something happened because originally yeah. the only news I was going to have was going to be related to Eurovision. And I was like, man, we really had a banner few weeks. Where I know, it was but like, I don't even know what happened with Eurovision. So Eurovision, I just wanted to mention Eurovision. It's what the U.S. should do and then tried to do and then did it poorly because Eurovision is close as I thought to the Gay Olympics until I found out the Gay Olympics were a thing because it's just a singing competition amidst all of Europe and they just compete with each other and there are such beautiful songs as Latvia's Eat Your Salad which they were already eliminated and Norway's Give That Wolf a Banana and I love oh it because gosh, they're I like ridiculous so yeah, yeah they're so ridiculous and I was like oh god this week's only gonna be Eurovision for me but it turns out we got so lucky with a subpoena we got super lucky we did. Did, you, did you hear that news? Well I was just still thinking about Latvia and how I, much I love it but right. that's okay we can move on I was gonna um, say yeah shout out to Latvia Eat your salad. Which Shout I- out to Riga in Latvia, <laughs> which is a poor man's Paris, and you should all go. It's wonderful, and that's my plug for Latvia. Okay, so I love that you've managed to find a way to plug strange. Uh, tourism. Yep. So last mm-hmm. week was Slovenia, mm-hmm. and now shout, shout out to Latvia. Shout about, yeah, this, shout out to Latvia, and both were unprompted, but right. honestly. This podcast is not sponsored by Latvia, you but can we go to might Latvia, be willing to. to Riga, it's like, honestly, very old architecture, and you can probably eat for like $6 a day, so tell Rachel Ray. It's absolutely lovely and magical and wonderful. Stay tuned for next week's country recommendation. Who yes, knows what it, that'll be? It may, it may be in the Balkans. It might be in the Baltics. We're going to find out. And do oh, you know man. the difference? Okay. Stay Stay tuned. Latvia, you'll have to stay tuned. Okay. 
So we weren't in Eurovision. We'd moved on to yeah. I was gonna say because Eurovision was gonna be like the highlight oh, a of it, and then we got we got you a, said a subpoena. A subpoena. No, I didn't get one. Oh, did you? no, I didn't get a subpoena. Oh, but we like we collectively as a, as a populace have finally received a subpoena for the January no the January sixth oh. committee finally subpoenaed a bunch of people. Okay. Yeah. I was, I I think I might have even seen like that word, and I didn't even read so, it because there's so many news items yeah. that come out. I'm, I just feel like tell me <laughs> when it's done. So um, I, so I will give you thank the, you. The, the brief rundown is because this is the most, recent, the most recent news. So there were a few people involved with, we'll just call it January 6th. The so capital so uprising. Yeah, so there were not, you know, yeah. insurrection, basically the attempt to overthrow, you know, the, the center of government. There were a few people who had direct connection to Trump who were not willing to voluntarily give any information away. And they... Like Rudy uh, Giuliani. <laughs> it's funny. He is not one of the subpoenaed parties. Ah. It is five Republican representatives. So you've okay. got Kevin McCarthy of California, mm -hmm. Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, and Mo Brooks of Alabama. And every single one of them had some hand in which McCarthy was involved with, as they described, a heated phone call with President Donald J. Trump during the Capitol violence. I mean, we probably should have learned from our previous McCarthy lessons about letting them <laughs> That's what politics, I thought. I was like, come okay. on, buddy. Well, okay. And then Representative Scott Perry coordinated a plan to try and replace the acting attorney general after he resisted the false claims of widespread fraud. Mm. Jim Jordan was deeply involved in efforts to fight the election results. Mm -hmm. Andy Biggs was the former leader of the ultra-conservative House Freedom Caucus, and Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama said that Trump continued to seek unlawful reinstatement to office for more than a year. So they're all involved in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Some of them pro his side. Some of them have just been involved. They are now going to be subpoenaed because they did not want to speak because this January 6th committee, I guess, is going to start a series of public hearings starting on June 8th, and it will go on for several weeks. It will be a series of eight hearings basically discussing the incident at the Capitol, and they've basically been like, listen, you didn't want to play nicely. Now you've been subpoenaed because we mm -hmm. we, we basically, we gave you the easy way. Now you have to cooperate. Do you think anything's actually going to happen? The worst part is no. I, I don't. don't, I, don't. I, I don't. I'm disengaged. I just feel like that's what we get for voting in a reality TV that's... president. Like, okay, that's what you get, what you pay for. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Right. Okay? Yeah, no kidding this happened. Correct. But like, my Ugh. my concern was mostly that the unfortunate thing too. I think the average person that sounds exciting, like oh something might happen. Nothing has ever happened. Like every single time these happen, they find some way to. Not only that, if we if we again zoom out and think about it, it's kind of a loaded thing to say. Okay, could you arguably say that you believed you were working under the president's direction by being involved with this effort? Arguably, yes, you arguably could. So then do we really want to go there? No, we don't, because I don't think this is something that's going to come up in future presidential histories, except, you know, we'll see what happens in 2024. But like, outside of that, I don't think it's something that will come in come into contact with a lot. I think that we had a lot of misunderstandings about how politics work and how egregious violations are, maybe by people that are used to like theater and puppetry as a right, strategy right. over actually being like, oh my goodness, I'm calling for a civil war. Whoopsie. Right, Whoopsie. Right, right. You know? It's like we call cut at the end and there's yeah. someone not realizing that the real world doesn't have like a camera crew where you call cut. Exactly. When President Trump was up at three in the morning, you know, shoveling hamburgers into his mouth and snorting Adderall and writing his angry little tweets and calling to action, I just think that he was 
just you know fanning the flames of a fire simply and not realizing that he's he's actually like right, he's like oh, what will my ratings look like after exactly. this? And it's like he doesn't exactly. recognize there's real consequences and real crazy people. Exactly. That will... And shame on us for electing right. somebody. Right. There's there's a lot it, but... of people that fall for this. Either. Yeah. Like I mean I don't. Even, I think nothing I will happen. Right. That's that's why right. I have to disengage or else I'll be so upset that oh. we're not doing anything. So Correct. I just have to move on. And that's org. that's why I was like I listen I'm gonna look into this because we should know. But the thing that made me laugh is that you're like we hope to never see this again. So one of the Democratic representatives, so Jamie Raskin of Maryland, said that the reason why they want to conduct these public hearings is because they want to set a precedent. But this precedent, they literally said, the precedent we want to establish with our work is that people should not try to overturn the electoral and political institutions of the United States. Oh, we and shouldn't. My okay. big takeaway, sure. right, right, my big takeaway for that is, duh. Yeah, should duh, we? Should did, we? I can't we remember. Need to have eight hearings right. over multiple weeks for that to be the final outcome? Because you're because as soon as you said, well, you know, I don't think this will happen again. I'm like, the fact they want to establish precedent tells me that no, nothing is going to happen from this. And honestly, as I was kind of getting into it, yes, we're all free agents and politicians. They are responsible to their constituents and everything. But there is an argument to be made. If, if you believe that you're working under the guidance of the commander in chief. Right. You must think that you're doing gray. something very patriotic. Yeah. And do we really want to say that our commander in chief prompted? I don't know. I, I don't want to I would, that yes, he's that Do powerful. I think it's wise? Probably not. That's no. why I don't get to make these decisions. No. That's so, why I will. And we've we'll discussed see. before. You and I will never be president. Again, call it a mulligan. We'll call this in. Right. Give it another right. mulligan. Right. Like, what if we just called this one square? Like, what if we just called it good? Yeah, we'll just call we'll it, just good, call it like, good. Like, okay, like, like I'm not friends nobody with stole anybody. the election, and we'll just pretend that you didn't cause an insurrection, yeah. and we'll just all yeah. go away. So I think, like and... I said, most people I know, even people who I disagree with politically, it's not like they were there. It's not like this right. was like a thing. Actual crazy people went to this. Yeah, thing. I mean, it, come on. The yes, funny happen, thing but... was it being McCarthy, because you're right, McCarthyism, and it made me laugh to look that he's actually been talking with a lawyer for several months about how to get out of the subpoena. Sure. So even before he was subpoenaed, he was talking to someone about how to get out of it. If I could frame a moment, it's a man with the last name. McCarthy freaking out about mm -hmm. the potential for a witch hunt and then inadvertently creating one. Oh, and I was exactly. like, it's perfect. You're right. Let's just let's just call this good. Let's just call this. This you know, is what's disillusioning to the American people is that of course we grow up, you know, sucking on the teeth of our own propaganda. And so we believe that, you know, we've done everything perfectly from day one and we you know, got away from the countries that were doing things wrong. We fought off the countries that were trying to dissuade us or usurp us in our efforts. And we've been the hero of the world. That's what I learned, honestly. And then it was like, no, some guy came over and said he discovered it, but he actually just like raped and pillaged the land. And then we named a day after him. And then all these other things was like, oh. And there's a fine balance between like what parts of our history do we want to promote versus how much can we understand about how things were in a time that was so many centuries before us with our understanding and the needs, even our advances that we had at the time. It's a mess right there. But I think in in the US if we can just accept the fact that we are now as a growing nation falling into some of the things that have happened throughout all of time in every other nation that's been around it's like yes absolute power corrupts absolutely we know that you know the types of people that are drawn to politics and drawn to be in a position of influence are obviously can be susceptible to persuasions. Yeah. And so we, as the American people, have to just stop believing in them and thinking that they're our, our great white hope right. <laughs> to save us. <laughs> you know, we, we don't need a savior. We need to be the watchdogs. Correct. That's our role. We should actually be crossing our, you know, crossing our arms and looking at them with a stern face, even if we like them and thinking like, but what's the real story? Because why do you want to do that? Like, I'm really good at crossing my arms. I, know, I love it. Skeptical. I was like, like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. If, then. uh, if the entire United States would take the approach I take when a middle-aged white man is speaking, I think we'd like, like, <laughs> like expand that on a grander scale is that uh, on a one-on-one, -on -one, me and a middle-aged white man, I think
think we should just always have like this. Like be like, listen, I want to believe. Yeah. I just think that we need to get back to the a universe where it's like, hey, maybe these people don't actually work for us, so we have to keep them accountable Exa- that, for working. That's what for I'm us. saying. Yeah. We need to just stop being surprised by it and realize, okay, they're not an enemy, but they're just very susceptible. Right. Okay. Like, let's maybe like wrench some power away. We need to realign our expectations with what actually happens, and it's like we got to pick whoever's like the best, but we also just have to put our own systems and checks and balances in it and do it at the voting polls and stop listening to the things that everyone's selling us through, you know, media and entertainment and everything else that's out there because the people that own those own these candidates and, and there we go. See our disclaimer to understand about the concept of selling a see taco dis- to someone. Yeah, see our disclaimer if you don't like anything that we've said. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that, that's true. that was some news you can't use regarding how subpoenas work, but what do, you, what do you have this week? Well, on a lighter note. I love a good light You note. might have seen the state of Maine. Are you familiar in 2015? They relaxed the uh, restrictions for vanity plates for free speech purposes. Oh. Oh, yes. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Yes. Well, it went down. Down the toilet, to be specific. And so... Now they are in the process of repealing this. They're subjecting about 400 specific plates to recall because there are license plates that have the F word like entirely wow. spelled out. That's amazing. I'm going to give you some examples from oh, the article yes, I please. read. Okay, one of them was I tooted. <laughs> one of them was I eat ass. Wow. Another one was B-A-W-L-Z-D-P. Okay. Uh-huh. Another we had a veteran, thank you for your service, who next to the V of the veteran on the plate put the letters A J E A T R. Thank you for your service. There's another one that said I love and then B and J. So okay, okay those are just samples of the four hundred that they are recalling because people are now complaining that there are all sorts of obscenities right along the highways and kids can see it and everyone can see it. Did did nobody think of this though? First of all, good for you for embracing free speech and good for you for realizing like, whoopsie, like we also need a mulligan. (laughs) Right, right. Can New England have a break? We've been around a long time. Yeah, that was interesting. 400 license plates. It's funny, you know, vanity plates cost different things in different states. So you might have noticed there's a disproportionate amount of vanity plates in the state of New Hampshire. That's because it only costs like $25, whereas in Massachusetts it's like 300. I'm making those up, but Google it up yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. So if it's $25, you might be like, okay, you know, I'm Kato and just put it on there. Yeah. But like, you're not going to do that. So Maine, first of all, if you aren't able to do the recall, just up the cost of it. And that, that should solve most oh, of the yeah. problem. I'm going to guess the type of people put these things on their license plate. Probably don't might, have a ton of money. Yeah, they might and not honestly, be the ones that want to spend $1,000 to do so. If they have a to ton so. of money, by all means, have it. Okay. So the New Hampshire Supreme Court has deemed that defamatory retweets are protected under the federal section 230 law of the Communications Decency Act. So here's what happened. Wow. In 2000... Retweets. Retweets. Exactly. So in 2016, there was a middle school teacher who lives in Bedford and had some students who hacked into the website for the school and wrote very, very, very inappropriate things about her alleging rape, alleging sexual inappropriateness with parents and students, all sorts of things that were unfounded and... You know, a prank, but like mm. not a, not a good, right? Not a good right. prank. Right. Yeah, that that was your senior prank. Like, aim not higher. a good time. Exactly. So she sued the students who had retweeted it. Some students took a screenshot of the website while it was up for about probably the thirty seconds until mm. somebody realized right. it, and then tweeted it out. And the New Hampshire Supreme Court deemed that retweets are protected under the two thirty law. If you're not familiar with the two thirty. 
great law of the Communications Decency Act. This was something that high-tech companies bought to protect themselves. Huh. So That sounds about That's right. my interpretation. Okay, let me be very clear. That is my interpretation. My interpretation is that the Twitter people and the Google people and the Facebook people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't get sued for what people are putting out here, so we need some type of protection because we don't know that's, how this internet works fair, yet. Yeah. And, and honestly, I get it. They can't read everything everybody says. I think this is a gray area. We're not going to fix it today, but I, I do understand the spirit of the law is to protect them. However, it seems like it's a little bit too far reaching because now it's not only they can't be held responsible, but any of their users can't be held responsible. Yeah, and that feels maybe like that's a, a stretch too far. Right. Like, I feel, I under, like, I guess, like you said, I understand from a business perspective of not being liable for things people say on your platform because it would be like someone writing something on the wall of a business and then holding the Walmart accountable for what that one person said. Right, and honestly, uh, the original the original rule before this came out was basically if you were the broadcaster or the producer of the segment or the news that came out, then you could be held liable. But if you were just the distributor of that, okay. so if you're the TV show that has it, you could be held liable. If you're the distributor of that TV show, channel that it's on, right. that kind of thing, that's you can't a different be. story. Yes, yeah. so that's where that's where. Just, it's from? literally the, a don't shoot a messenger sort of situation. It's that you're just distributing the information. Yeah. But I feel like there are times in which I can see where that can become a very gray area, particularly with retweets, because you then right. are be, like... Because I don't not, know why the users are included, except for the user. If the user was then held liable, then they could probably go after the high-tech platforms and say, well, you're the one who allowed this to be out here, and now I'm being held liable. So if you had done your job, then I wouldn't have been... So I get it. Right. And that's how we got but, there. The whole thing was to protect the tech companies, right. let's be honest. It but wasn't also, protect the users of the tech There's service. something so intriguing about that because to retweet something unless it's like a bot doing it and then mm -hmm. I can see not holding a bot liable because who are you going to hold liable in that case a bunch of code like right. like you hold the developer liable for what a robot does but for a person to just be like hey this is a terrible take it's my turn to share this that feels like a weird gray especially area especially it's a student who was you know these are students who were at the school they retweeted something that another student at the school put out they all knew that they were in on it it's been clear that this was not a true statement right it's gray and I get it and I, I'm gonna my guess is that the New Hampshire Supreme Court thought we aren't going to set case president on some kids doing some stupid things that right. they are they are down the stream from the origin of it. They might not know how downstream they are from it, but I think that if it were probably something other than students, that's, yeah, that's precarious in that way, like, it might have been ruled on differently. Like right, and, but it, you like, know, yes. it is funny though because I think as, as sort of an aside, because we we just finished watching the girl from Plainville, which is the Hulu show about Michelle Carter, who if you don't know who that is, she was found guilty for coercing her teenage boyfriend to continue on with taking his own life right and the deciding factor the de was because the deciding factor was because while he had shown precedent for having issues with his own mental health the fact that he got out of the vehicle and she had coerced mm -hmm. him back in but it is sort of interesting to see how that also plays out in sort of a digital realm and i think there are still kids who are so divorced from the idea that the internet has consequences right and I, like you know understandably right <laughs> and that's just one of those things you know when i was a kid the like consequence was like a stranger might steal you mm -hmm. from the internet mm -hmm. and the real issue is the way we teach the internet to children needs to change. Oh, I agree. I think that maybe there was some bias by the justices because they were kids. They didn't yeah. think this was the one to make right. the let's, case let's on. Let's maybe not make this the precedent because right. at what point does someone then say, okay, now with this, this lower sort of hanging fruit, I'm going to take it and go a level higher. Maybe let's find a real case that we can use this as, as the precedent. Well, what I would like to do, if I were a hacking activist, a hacktivist, of course, I would probably find some bot account or have 
somebody else that has some otherwise immunity tweet something that I would then retweet that would be so salacious that it would be very hard not to prosecute me so that I could just then challenge the law and the system. So there are ways around this so that we can get it to where we're going. It's uncharted territory. We don't know what's happening. It's funny because this is the statute that a lot of conservatives raged against because they wanted to go after Twitter, for example, for censoring President Trump or to taking tweets down yeah. or that kind of thing. This was the thing that they were really raging against, but the spirit of it really wasn't that part. It actually would have been the opposite. Like if they took down Trump's tweets, we didn't have the statute, they would have been held liable. So I feel like they're missing right. the point that that actually would have worked well for them. So, okay. Right. But that's why you might've heard of it in the past few years is because it had come up with President Trump. And I don't know what the answer is. It is interesting. Like when do you move beyond platform to like responsible party? You can't possibly monitor the things that everybody says and you right. can't be held liable for that. I agree. I agree with that. Are there ways around that where you hold your users? I don't really know, but I'm less concerned with protecting users. I feel like at some point we have to look at intent. And if the intent was for the user to spread information that they knew to be defamatory, then they should be able to be charged right. with libel. Intent should always right. be the key. That also ties back to Michelle Carter. So that's what she was found on. The intent exactly. to do harm. You Clearly, should, get you back in the car. Right, you get can, back you in can the truck. You can, yeah. you can do oh, it, boy. buddy. But yeah, no, I think that people should be held accountable for their intent. I'm hoping that we'll see more people realize that just because it's the internet doesn't mean you aren't accountable for it. But I also, I totally agree. I'm not going to hold a 16-year-old accountable for saying something really stupid. This isn't the thing to ruin a kid's life over. And so that's this the thing. This was them. a Supreme Court case. So the Supreme yeah. Court case is what challenges the case law. The mm. first court that heard the opinion, it was more about the kids. Right. And so they may have made a decision factoring those types mm. of things in because they can have that level of discretion. The Supreme Court then has to decide, are we going right. to you know, uphold that decision or are we going to do something about it? And in this case, it is 100% consistent with it, but that's the problem because it is so sweeping. It's just basically, if you are a user of it, you can say any, you can retweet anything that's out there and no one can touch you. So maybe we take a look at that. I can see why they upheld the decision. I'm very sad and disappointed that this happened, mostly for, of course, the teacher in right, question. Right, right. Unfortunately, the fair, teacher in question it still has this, you know, thing she's experienced and- It's hard to outrun that kind of thing. It's, yeah. it's awful. Speaking of Michelle Carter, her boyfriend was from Mattapoiset and of yes. course was Chief Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes. <laughs> so, so wow, that is that is a callback to, call back <laughs> to <laughs> Oliver Wendell Holmes. Just for anybody out there that's interested wow. in yes, Massachusetts history. And I had one other one other news you definitely can't use is that Tom Brady. I did. Did you see, see this? That? That he's going to have this massive contract just to talk about football. I know three hundred. I, I don't think. I mean. It's fantastic that somebody's decided to pay him $375 million to talk, but he is It's aspirational for us now. Yes. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, talking has been his best thing. He's very good at catching things and throwing things and running right. the games. Selling and the underwear. Oh, He's yes. Maybe, absolutely. Like in the past, this was been Absolutely. In fact, I'm I like, honestly couldn't tell you what I thought his voice sounded like because I've only ever heard him yelling. He doesn't usually, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. usually I get I just hear a lot of like, ah, 42. And he is more of a physical star. First of all, obviously he has a wonderful understanding of the game. Obviously he's probably the greatest quarterback ever and everybody's going to want to watch him whether or not he yeah. brings something new to it or not. Well, so some people it. will hate watch. That's another thing too. Yeah. Is that it's a it's a really great choice on the behalf of the network because people will hate watch it. But all he literally does is win-win-win no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> this he's podcast like... <laughs> is not sponsored by DJ Khaled. 
<laughs> exactly. It's like, I retired. Nope, just kidding. I'm just going to do this right now. Whoop, oops, I just got a $375 million deal. Well, and it's funny because the $375 million deal is when he retired. Good for, I mean, $375 million, I mean, that's probably even easier than modeling. Right, it's, it's $375 million over 10 years, 10 which years. is crazy. Yeah. I, I would not know what to do with a fraction of that. Like, I literally... Well, a fraction of it, or two fractions of it, will go to the government. So, <laughs> so Okay, so the I don't know, at least know what... I mean, okay, a fraction so now of it. we're down to 175 and you have to think about alimony so now you know, it's, <laughs> we're getting a little lower as we go at the end of the day he'll put his kids through a nice private school in new york and he'll be fine as if he wasn't <laughs> gonna do that anyways <laughs> it's, a, it's the nicest private school now and folks that's all the news you can't use you are so welcome <laughs> all right well so we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back you're gonna hear from a new segment yay hey is this break sponsored by kit kat i guess we'll Give find out break I guess we'll find out who this break is sponsored by <laughs> shortly. This podcast is not brought to you by MLO Realty. Why go big when you can go home? Want to work with a local team instead of a national giant? MLO is here for you. Visit us on the web at www.mlorealty.com to find out more. Welcome back. So we are going to test out two new segments. This is called A and B testing. For yes. Those not <laughs> for those of you who are not in marketing. Kato's going to do the A testing because he gets A's and I'm going to get the B testing because that's close enough to the letter that I would have gotten in school. This has been brought to you by the alphabet. The first segment we're going to have is where is this headline from? So I'm going to give you a recent headline and you're going to have to tell me what state do you think? Where in the world is this headline from? This podcast is not brought to you by where in the world is this headline from? Alligator visits fast food drive through in blank. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so Alabama. Ooh, it was a good guess, but actually that took place in Southport, North Carolina. Really? Where's that, by the Outer Banks? Lord, if I know. Okay. We're, we're going to include a link to let you know where Southport, okay, North good. Carolina Please is. Okay, good. Please do. So the funniest thing was when reading the article, the gentleman was just like, well, I was in the drive-thru and the alligator was in the line. It Tell was me like, he didn't order gator bites. No. Thankfully, it's a Bojangles. They don't have gator bites. But the end of the article said, it's not known what happened to the alligator afterward. As wow. if they could interview the alligator and be like, sir, why wow. are you in line at this boat? The alligator did not respond for comment. He's like, I just drove around him and got my breakfast. Good That's for you, awesome. sir, because I would not have the ability to just go around an alligator and just call it a day. Amazing. All right, so now okay. it's your turn. So here's the B test. All right, the B test is click bitter of the week. We caught you red-handed. One of the things that we want to do because we like to share fair and balanced information and also call ourselves when we make our mistakes and report our well actually as a good social media citizen is to also remind you of times when other people don't because honestly I'm gonna let you in on a secret I think the people that are putting the headlines out there might be trying to sell us something to your point listen to our <laughs> disclaimer if somebody out there is lying to us for some reason and they don't have a dog in the race they're probably trying to get into our wallets or something else so we're gonna start calling them on them and you can let us know what you think our clickbaiter of this week is Business Insider. Owned by Axel Springer SE, which is a publishing company based in Germany, mostly focused on EU, the majority 
majority owner is actually US-based global investment PE firm, KKR, which is headed by Henry Kravis. So their main operating brands are AutoBuild, AWIN, Build, several other build brands, Business Insider, MO Wealth, Politico, and SE Lager. So the headline of the clickbaiter of the week is Senator Mitch McConnell said a national abortion ban would be possible if Roe v. Wade is overturned. This is what Senator McConnell actually said in his interview with USA Today. And I just want to say for a minute, the more I look into these things and see people's words being twisted against them, the more I'm aligned with people that I never thought I had anything mm, in common with. It's a scary place to find yourself. It is. In most of my life, I would have called Mitch McConnell Mitch McConnell. But right now, I was mad on his behalf, so I'm calling him Senator McConnell because that is a sign of respect. And I respect him more. It's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh, yeah, so, that's fair. Yes, which is, exactly. Which so now Senator, Senator McConnell, McConnell and I are on the same page because the biggest threat is not Senator McConnell. The biggest threat are people twisting everyone's words and keeping us all mad and angry and thinking that we're all fighting when we're really not that far apart. So this is what Senator McConnell actually said. In an interview with USA Today, published Saturday, McConnell was asked if the idea of a national abortion ban was worthy of debate. And this is what he had to say. If the leaked opinion became the final opinion, legislative bodies, not only at the state level, but at the federal level, could certainly legislate in that area. And if this were the final decision, that was a point that it should be resolved one way or another in the legislative process. So yeah, it's possible. So that is a very, very different thing. Right. Then McConnell saying that a national abortion ban would be possible if Roe v. Wade was overturned. Arguably those words were in the sentence, but that's not how word salad works. Not at all how words, it's just, if you ask me the same question, I would also tell you, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, lots of things are possible. Lots of things are possible. If you take those nuggets out of the scope of what someone's actually saying, we mislead people, we inflame people, and that's what's been happening to this country ever since really the advent of the internet and the pervasiveness of social media. And so we want to use this segment to kind of just share some the people of the week that have been the most egregious in these acts. This is what I also don't like about the article. They start with that big headline. Then they have a menacing photo of the said politician. With Senator well, McConnell, we don't in, know if in, it's menacing or fairness, just okay. He just looks like a turtle most of the time. Exactly. That's, it's just because he's old and he's got the, to the turtle age of life. And so they don't read the rest of the article. And then before they even get to the article, lest, lest they read it, they put some bullet points in there to make sure you don't actually read the article or read the sentence that I just read you, which shows they don't actually mean what they said. And they put in their own bullet points saying, the Supreme Court is set to overturn abortion rights according to a leaked draft opinion. Yes, Business Insider, the leaked opinion was yours that you did through your sister brand Politico, which we just said. So you're just further fanning these flames. And everything they had was circular logic that just pointed back to one of their initial articles. I wrote the author of the article. And I said, first of all, because one of their one of the other points was the third bullet point was. Some Republicans have expressed interest in a federal ban while other states a state issue. Some Republicans. Do you mean, were you talking about the alligator in line at Bojangles? Like, which Republicans do you refer to? It doesn't even say Republicans in office. Right, so just we learned statistically it's a small number. So just for the record, NPR, who I feel like we can all trust, did a survey. It was 2019. And it was on what's the climate for overturning Roe versus Wade, which, by the way, is not the same thing as overturning abortion rights, as this article falsely oh. indicates. And it was 13%. Only 31% of Republicans even said they wanted Roe versus Wade overturned. And across the board in the country, it was only 30% nationwide. So super misleading, super... Right. Technically, it's some, but insofar as that a few has no concrete definition once it gets past a certain amount of numbers. Absolutely. I wrote out to the author of the article to ask... Why did she go to Northwestern to get a master's in journalism just to write that kind of drivel? And then I said, well, I did see that you had a focus on magazine. And so maybe you're just widening your time until you can 
get your dream job, but please stand down. <laughs> You're inflaming our country. Stop. Oddly, I did get a response. Actually, my, my email was very reconciliatory and I just wanted to open the doors to a conversation, which is all I ever want to do. Correct. But if you don't want to respond and you don't want to converse and you don't want to address these things and you just want to be out there planting these bombs that are actually hurting our own country more than anybody else and hurting reconciliation and hurting progress, then I'm going to call you on it. And that's what we're here to do. And if you don't like it, it's okay. It's not for you. Thank you, Business Insider and Politico, for bringing me and Senator McConnell closer together. Honestly, we would be great friends. Stay tuned for the Christmas ornaments. We would be great friends. I think that you would be great friends because I think that he wouldn't know what to think of you, but I think he'd be like he'd be amazed. Oh, that's I think, very sweet. Yeah, I think I think he'd be like, I don't understand this person at all. He'd um, dig it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, conservatives like me because I'm reasonable. I'm I under I respect. And, and they think they think they should hate you, but they can't find a reason to. Exactly. And they shouldn't. And they, they yes, they both should hate me and they can't find a reason to. I agree with it's, both of those It's wonderful. Things. It's, really, it's it really fun to watch people who I think should, based on their own misconceptions of people, they think they're going to hate you and they're like, oh, this person is actually fairly reasonable and it turns out we yeah. actually don't have major differences and what if we're just all people? Yeah. And it's what just literally that. Like, and what, what if, if we don't care people? if we disagree and we still respect and like each other? Imagine that. Right. What a, Guess what a what? novel concept. What a novel idea. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, oh so uh, I hope that you liked our new segment. So let us know what you yes. liked. We're going to continue to do both of them because right now it's sort of an echo chamber of two and I liked yours. I loved yours. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, now we get to launch into our favorite time yeah. of the week. It's the Pete Davidson update. Yeah, Pete. I have to say, Pete, if you're listening, which we hope you are. I'm going to need you to do something different that doesn't have to do with the Trashian cartel. I because story. I have no interest in speaking about them. And I might have to like tag in somebody else to supplement this segment if you just keep doing only things related to that. So so that's to you, Pete. But the, the thing that I wanted to talk about was D.L. Hughley. I don't know if you noticed. So DL no one, no, no one's noticed D.L. Yeah. Hughley since 1997. Sure. Exactly. So he had commented and he said that Pete, and I zeroed in on this because you'd mentioned Pete's tattoos of the mm. kids' initials the other day. So he had said Pete was antagonizing Kanye with the tattoo of the kids' names. And I thought, you know what? That's true. And it's weird. I am not okay with the kids' name tattoo. I think it's so strange to do. And again, I know you mentioned like thinking it was like a bipolar move. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. That it's, it feels like a race to the bottom from these two men. It's rough. I always feel bad for like a step-parent in these situations. But Pete is not right. a step-parent. He's mom's weird boyfriend right now. Right. It's like the role he plays. As exactly. Boyfriend. And I know that Pete and Kanye have had a feud. And I think that part gets funny and great and all that. But I think it's like a little bit below the belt when you bring the kids in. Right. That being said, if we're talking about below the belt, though, Kanye did suggest that Pete had AIDS. So I feel like, are they just exchanging Well, Pete went and got AIDS both? test, so you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's like, oh, maybe, shit, if maybe they, I do. Maybe if they exchanged low blows, then we'd be getting along better. They both have talked openly about their mental illness, and then they also like to give it its own stage. And yes, apparently we're all watching, so well done I to them. I cannot wait till we see them do like an Ebony and Ivory thing when they realize that like their, their common enemy is actually... KK? Yes. Like, I I cannot wait for that moment when they go on tour together. When they become like an MJ Kanye opens and like for Paul Pete. McCartney. See, when I did their Pete, Kanye opens for you. You got that. Yeah. Okay, I got you, boo. Um, yeah. Honestly, I like the idea of also flip-flopping it. Is that like to, to go into this concert, you've got Pete Davidson's comedy routine. Yes. To start this comedy routine, you've got Kanye West like How? doing whatever he does now. So yes, that's, that's your typical Kanye, but I would find room in my heart to love Kanye again if he was like, hey, joke's on you, everybody. Me and Pete are friends and this was all a joke. That would be really <laughs> funny. If it was like, punked! 
like Ashton Kutcher comes out and they're like, that's the right. OG like, Bucket. Uh, it was like the longest con of all time. Like they started it 20 years ago. And it's just a bit of real noise right. around them. So they're like, like high-fiving. Yeah. If only. I mean, that's that's right. utopian. So, so what do you have on So <laughs> the unfortunate thing that you're right is that so many of them are entrenched, right? In yeah. And I, I didn't want to mention it. So I wanted to mention this one because it made me laugh because it reminds me just how strange it, we treat celebrities as. Because mm. the headline was Pete getting his mom Mother's Day flowers. Oh. And I was like, and the thing that made me what? laugh about that is that, like, that's not a story. And I thought it was funny because... How? What? Right. Like, it was literally... I'm, like, like waiting for you to tell... Uh, no, that's just... That was just, like, the head... I was like, I okay. find it interested that he's... Wait a minute. Wasn't the story that Pete got... No, that person's... Also that, too. Right. But it, they just discussed KK and Pete getting his mother Amy flowers. I love the idea that you can reach a level of celebrity, which apparently he's reached now, that just anything you do is news. Well, I feel like if you reach that level of celebrity, you should at least buy your mother a garden. <laughs> That's, that's true. If it, right, if you are so famous now that like you yeah. doing a thing that I also did without getting a news article, like I also, I mean, I didn't buy, I didn't. Uh, you but, made a homemade I, barbecue sauce. I did if, not. I did. That is what you did not tell me, but I heard. I I did make a homemade I heard barbecue, the barbecue sauce. vine. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, in our in our shared barbecue community. I did, but I think that's I so did, nice. So that and flowers. I made my mother barbecue sauce for pulled pork, and it was it was actually fairly successful. In fact, I will likely drop a photo because I in fact have a oh, photo. Of it in all of its glory in its little jar. I had flowers sent to her that morning because the gift I actually bought her was making the trek from Basildon, England, which is just outside of London. I bought her the botanical collection from Lego, and it's a 618-piece orchid because oh, my beautiful. mother has joked before about not being able to keep orchids alive. That's funny. so I got her an orchid. So yeah, that, but that's be- I can't wait to see that. That's right? really interesting. Right? So it's a yeah. So if you don't know, Lego has released a botanicals collection. So they have the orchid, they have the birds of paradise, and they have like a succulent. So going after the puzzle market. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, 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 like a three D puzzle. So my mother got flowers, flower, and barbecue. Well, I love that. Happy Mother's Day to all who celebrate. Oh my goodness. Well, I love it. Well, that was a fun, fun week. We're catching up with everybody. It's always fun to get to share the news that you can't use, and hopefully, we're able to use some of that, even if it's just you know at your parties and stuff. Just throw one of those tidbits. Absolutely. And if not, it wasn't for you, so it's fine. Well, have a great week, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.